Welcome to the Woman of Marvel podcast, where we talk about all things Marvel and more. This is Judy Stevens bringing you another one of our amazing interview series. And today, I am bringing you Anne Foley, the costume designer from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Hello. Hello. So, I'm really excited to talk to you, because we, we were just, like, off, like, before we started this podcast, we were just talking about, like, costume design and just how we both really enjoy it. And, and obviously, you know, you've been working on... This is this is season two, so we're at, so you're you're two seasons into this to this show and sort of the evolution of the costumes. But why don't we talk a little bit about your background and um, how did you get started in costume design? Well, um, I'm originally from Savannah, Georgia, and I have a degree in fashion merchandising from Georgia Southern. And when I was a senior, a film came to Savannah, and my boyfriend at the time was working as a production assistant. He brought me to the set. And I was so blown away by the period costumes uh, that I decided to table the fashion degree after graduation in favor of, you know, an opportunity to work in film. So $500 and one phone number, I moved to L.A. (laughs) And uh, fortunately, that one number I had was a costume designer named Aggie Rogers who uh, had designed, I believe it was Return of the Jedi. And she was a friend of... um, uh, somebody in the family, and so I just gave her a call. She, as a favor, recommended me to her previous assistant costume designer, Hope Hannafin, who was designing one of her first films, and she hired me. And um, so that was sort of the beginning. And, you know, I went from being a set costumer to an assistant costume designer to eventually a designer. And as an assistant designer, I've been super fortunate in my career to work on some amazing, amazing films that have been really diverse, from Star Trek Into Darkness to Hansel Gretel Witch Hunters, and even my last assistant job was Behind the Candelabra. So, and all of these jobs really prepped me for um, being able to design a show like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, I was looking at your your list of movies you've worked on, and there's such a wide range of types of costumes. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it, which is great. It's really, it, it's very, um, it's fantastic. It really gave me a really good solid background. I mean, I've done everything from, you know, deep space in Star Trek to, uh, you know, Liberace with feathers and <laughs> sequins and, you know, crystals. It was fantastic. It was a really great education. Do you have a time period or time or location or deep space or whatever that you find to be more like interesting design or more difficult or more fun? I mean, they're all fun, and you know, every movie, whether it's you know futuristic or whether it's um, you know period, they or even contemporary, they all have their challenges. So um, you know, it's uh, it's just one of those. Um, it's just part of, you know, working on a movie. What well, also is very fascinating, as in, in the East Coast office, we have very little, you know, uh, direct sort of access to what goes on on the sets. But from what I hear, it all sounds very, 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 like, fast and speed and, like, you need to get things done very quickly and... Uh, but you know what? That's the one thing about working on sets is that there's all these titles. So, you know, what exactly does a costume designer do? Well, I mean, I I would have to say that, um, you know, it's really about the art of collaboration. I mean, we're here to help the actors and the directors 
define the characters while serving the story. Um, you know, and it's all, it all starts on the page, and it's our job to sort of bring that to life. And sometimes it involves illustrating and building a costume from scratch. Sometimes it's shopped. Sometimes it's rented. So it just depends on what the project is. And on a show like this, we do all of that. It's like all of the above. Uh, from characters like, you know, Mockingbird that had to be completely illustrated um, and then constructed. And uh, to um, even Raina. Uh, she, again, she was another one that we had to, that was right on the page. She was right on the page, which is fantastic. And um, we actually printed that fabric and then made the dresses here in shop. And we, you know, chose the colors based on what was happening in the script and kind of what was happening in her head. And so that was a lot of fun. But then, you know, there's characters like Fitz and Simmons who are uh, completely shopped. And it's all about, you know, styling them and not, Try, not going over the top, but keeping it real and keeping it believable. So, so a little bit of everything. When do you step in to start designing? Is it like, are you at the script readings? Are you, you know, when you first when when we first get a cast, do you know exactly, and you go from there? You know, how much influence do you have? Well, I mean a lot, but as I said, it's definitely a collaboration. And the person that I work with the closest is Marissa Tancheron, who's one of our co-creators, executive producers. And um, but we, you know, we all get the script uh, in advance, and then we have a concept meeting. And from the concept meeting, we have I have my one-on-one meetings with the EPs, the writers, and the director for that episode. And then we talk about um, how we want that episode to look. So, uh, and then from there, it just depends on what the needs of the script are. And, and then we start shopping, or I start illustrating. It depends, on, it depends on the character. But usually, with characters like Mockingbird or Deathlock, I have a good lead time on that. So I have, you know, at least a month to get that illustrated. But, for example, when, um, you know, Ming, uh, Agent May, when she was wearing the silver sequin wrap dress, I found out about that when I got the script, which was about a week, a week and a half before it shot. So that was fast and furious. We had about seven days to make five dresses. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it, it, most of the time I get a good heads up. Sometimes I don't. And then we just have to run with it. And so for those listening at home, um, obviously, you know, most of you have probably heard about body doubles or stunt doubles. Every time you guys make a costume, you have to make multiple copies of that because for all Correct. the different... Well, yes, if there's stunts involved, absolutely, yes. And the, in that episode, you know, because Agent May was fighting herself, we had two different stunt doubles, and we had Agent 33 in the dress as well. So we had to have, and for Ming, we had to have a dress, you know, the beauty dress, and then we had to have a dress that had stretch panels in it so she could fight. See, it's, it's all these little things that I, I think makes filmmaking so fascinating because, <laughs> you know, what you see on the screen is, is amazing and, and so cool, and you're like, like a part of me, like, deconstructs it. Like, how did they do that? Like, yeah. you know... How, how did how did how did Ming fight in those shoes? Like, <laughs> well, she didn't. She took those off, um, <laughs> and uh, she fought. I believe she was barefoot. She had to run down the hall in them, but I believe in the fight. I want to say she was barefoot. Uh, yeah, you know what? I think now that I think about it, now I think they they were barefoot. Yeah. 
Wow, that's so cool. So why don't, obviously, Deathlock is out. The new costume is there. Why don't we talk a little, a little bit about, like, you know, um, from sort of conception of, of this new costume for Deathlock into, into like, the final being? Okay. Um, well, we, um, we decided early on. I mean, he was always going to have a progression or an evolution. Um, and we saw that even last season from the pilot when we first meet Mike Peterson and he's got the device on his arm to later in the season when he um, gets kidnapped by uh, Cybertech. And we see him, he's missing his leg, he's missing his eye. And then cut to, we see him even later when he comes out of the um, cryotube and he's got his mechanical leg on. Cut to, we see him in his costume where he is now under Cybertech's control. So um, for season two, uh, the entire cast, we made a very conscious decision also that this season was going to be a little more darker, a little more noir. Everybody grew up after the fall of S.H.I.E.L.D., so we wanted to show that change in their clothes. And uh, and even with Deathlock, it's like he's no longer with Cybertech. We saw that at the end of season one. He was off on his own, we thought. But what we find out this season is he's been working for Coulson and uh, and Shield. So these are this is now Shield uh, Shield's version of Deathlock, which we like to call Deathlock 2.0. <laughs> and I was, um, you know, really influenced by the drawings, uh, the comic that came out last fall that Nathan Edmondson had done. And um, and what I liked about that Deathlock is he is still part man, and he's a little more tactical, a little edgier. And so that's what we tried to reflect in the costume and still, you know, keep his color palette in there, which was the gold and the uh, yellow. Yeah, so. I'm actually looking at the, at, the, at the art right now. It looks, it look, it's, it's so cool. It's such an interesting design. It's, and, I, and the one thing about it is that it's very, like, superhero-esque. It's very, like, out of the comic book. But at the same time, it's very practical. You know, yeah. it's, it's something that he can move in. He can, you know, he can fight in. And it, he's not going to be, you know, like, sort of have all this stuff on him and, and not be able to, to function. Yeah, and that was, that was the idea behind it. And it was really, it was a lot of fun making this because after we finished the illustration, then we took it over to Legacy where um, the costume was created in a ZBrush and then um, put into a 3D printer where then it was uh, model shopped, sanded, molded, cast, and then painted. It was fantastic. It was so much fun to see this process. And then Mary Ellen uh, Fields at Bill Hargate Costumes built the undersuit, which is a stretched twill and printed Euro jersey uh, combination. And, you know, we, we put those uh, plates, those tactical plates were sewn directly into, into the suit that are down his arm. Oh. You know, it was even, it was great. It looks fantastic. I'm very happy with it. It's fascinating that you said it was 3D printed. I mean, that's definitely almost, it seems like, the future of, of costuming. Yeah, I, it, absolutely. They're doing a lot of that over there at Legacy, and it's really helpful. Well, and it, it's great because you can, like, model. You can, you go into a 3D printer, you know, 3D model, you model exactly what you want, depending on, obviously, the size of your printer. It depends on, like, how many pieces you can print out at a time, and then from there it's just, you know, obviously, like, sanding it and then coloring it. And yeah. there's so many cosplayers now that are printing 3D. Uh, and, you know, it's sort of like 
when I first started cosplaying and like photographing years ago, I would go to cons and you'd see one Iron Man or maybe two Iron Man. And like, you know, back then they had to use, they had to use like EVA foam or like foam that wasn't like really accessible. And now things like, you know, uh, 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 d- different types of like foams and like plastics and 3D printing really makes it much more accessible for, for people at home to bring these characters to life. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, no, it's, and it's fun. And I have to tell you, it's so fun to see, um, to see these costumes at Comic-Con. And um, when I was down there last summer um, for the Costume Designer Guild panel, it was so fun. It was really a blast to see how creative people um, were with their costumes. And, um, and I could see that some people were using a 3D printer, which brings a whole other level to it, which is great. Yeah, I, I, cosplay and costuming is really, really blown up. And, and you're you're working with C2E2 to, yeah. to judge their, their costume contest. Yeah, I'm very excited. Very, very excited to be uh, joining them for this. And, and, and Chicago has a great costuming community, I will, I'll definitely say. Um, I'm a little sad that I'm not going to be there to see all the costumes. I know, I know that's sad. But, I wish you were going to be there. Wow. Well, we'll have to figure something out for San Diego. Maybe we can have you on the Women of Marvel panel. Oh, that would be great. I would yeah. love to do that. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But definitely, uh, you know, is uh, uh, for, for C2E2, is there, you know, is there a costume you're sort of looking forward to seeing? You know, is there anything in your, in, uh, it doesn't have to be Marvel. That well, you know, oddly enough, I would love to see, um, I would love to see Mockingbird. Oh. I selfishly have to say that. I would love to see her cosplayed. And, um, and one of the fun things about being on Twitter, I mean, first of all, we have the most amazing fans ever. I just have to say that. And, but the other night, a bunch of them were sending me their um, cosplay pictures of Simmons and uh, Sky, and it was a blast. It's really great to see people having fun with them and what they come up with. It, it's wonderful. So I, I, I do selfishly love seeing my own characters out there. <laughs> well, I, I feel like that's sort of, it's almost, it's something that only through cosplay and costuming and like the fandom that, that you know, it, it's a way for, for myself as a cosplayer, I, I feel like I can become like more part of the fandom and the community and, and you know, more likely for like, I, I know that Clark Gregg's great like that where like if you tweet at him a picture of you in, 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 a, in his cosplay, he'll, he'll respond to you. And, it, and that is something that makes, makes cosplay and costuming so, such a different world now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I think that our whole cast is, is pretty good about that. And, um, you know, and I've seen some great cosplays of uh, Chloe's new tactical look as well. Our Sky's new tactical look, I should say. Well, I'll have to post some of these uh, cosplay posts with, along with this podcast so that everyone at home who's listening sort of knows exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. That would so, be fun. Yeah. So for, for those listening at home who want, who are interested in, you know, possibly doing costume design or working in the field, do you have any advice or tips? Well, I always say to anybody who wants to be a costume designer is uh, if you're still in school, uh, build your references. You know, take some classes in photography, computer design, art history, uh, and, you know, be fearless. Don't take no for an answer. And, um, but that being said, it's also about being flexible. And, um, you know, I, 
I came out here with 500 bucks and one phone number. So it's just about, you know, uh, just jump in, go for it. And, um, you know, it's a fantastic, it's an awesome job, I have to say. So couldn't recommend it more and more highly. Well, it sounds like a lot of fun. Is there, if you're building a portfolio, do you, is there something different you have to do between doing TV or, or movies, or is it all more or less the same? Not really. Um, I don't think so. I think it's really, it, it, I, honestly, just going back to what I said before, it's really about having a wealth of references to draw on. And those references can either come from those things I mentioned or they can come from, you know, you know film or television, fabulous, you know, things that you really love. It's just about building up your knowledge so you have this stuff to draw on so that when you are going to design characters, you can either, you know, you just draw. I always do. I just draw upon all of those references, especially whenever I'm doing research, um, which we do on every episode, which I've done on every film. That's actually one of the more fun parts of the job is, is the research process. So... Uh, you know, that's, that to me is the most important thing. And I'm always, I've always been a big fan of photography. And, and that always helps as well so that you understand the lighting on the set and how, you know, certain light is going to affect things. And especially now, we're, since we're shooting a lot of digital, because that changes things quite a bit. That's a good, that's good advice. I never, I mean, as a photographer myself, I know how, when I go to buy a type of fabric, I know exactly how it's going to react to light. So, yeah. you know, I can think about that, but I've never really, like, outside, and sometimes I, th- I forget that not everyone's a photographer. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's really important, especially when we're building these superhero costumes with this printed fabric. Uh, it all has to be camera tested now because it will strobe. So, um, and sometimes it's, for me, it's weeks because I'm on a TV schedule, but for films, it can be months of uh, testing to get the right the right print so that it doesn't um, doesn't strobe, or moire, as they like to call it. Yeah, good to know. Yeah, the digital cameras are very sensitive now, and um, so you get more strobing than you did a couple years ago. Cool. Well, for those listening at home, where can we find you on Twitter? A Foley24. Well, I hope everyone goes and unfollows Anne. Because you 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 interact with the you interact with the fans. Do you do you live tweet during the shows or? I do. I I, I try to. Yeah. I I love jumping in there. Um, so yes, I'm always on Twitter during the airing of a show. Not so much East Coast, but definitely West Coast. So make sure everyone tunes in. I want to thank you for joining us. We've been trying to schedule this for weeks, but now we got it done. <laughs> thank you. Was, I'm so happy to be on your show. Yay. Okay, we will check you guys later. This is Marvel, your universe.